Good. Good morning, everybody. So, welcome. And uh, as Andrew said, my name's Keith, one of, the, one of the leaders here. And that was great, Nick, by the way. It was tremendous. I love listening to you. And, uh, and the verge you bring often on, you know, during, during other, other meetings are, are really helpful as well. Um, but Nick here has responded to good news, hasn't he? And we often, as Christians, you know, we often use the term um, gospel or good news. And um, so I just, want, uh, I just wanted to, to speak about um, what, what, what that is, what's the news and what's, and what's good today. There's lots of sorts of news around, isn't there? Can you name a few sorts of news that you get? You know, fake news. Okay. Yeah. What other, what other sorts of news? The bad news, is it? Yeah. Old news. Old news. Sky news. <laughs> BBC news. Terrible news. Earth-shattering news. Yeah? News comes in many, many shapes and forms. And, um, and sometimes you hear good news stories, don't you? And they, they suddenly make a feature of them on the news. They're normally at the end, and they're normally um, something a bit, a bit soppy, actually. <laughs> but but, but they, you know, they try to bring out good news. But most of the news we hear or see is bad news and it's crazy isn't it bad news sells newspapers sells sells news channels um sells sells broadcasting but i just wanted to um to focus on on good news today because that's what nick responded to that's what made nick um want to be baptized that's what you said wasn't it yeah in so many words and um i came at this because i was looking at, at people who got baptized in in the bible and i was looking at um Luke's sequel to Luke's gospel, which is called the, the Acts of the Apostles and, uh, in the Bible. And I came across one where um, a guy called Philip was baptizing, uh, oh sorry, was um, told, he obeyed God and told to go to this place. And he met up with this Ethiopian guy who was reading, um, he, he was reading a scroll. So he was, can you believe this? He was sitting in a chariot reading a scroll. Can you, can you work out how difficult that is? It's bad enough in a car, isn't it? But um, he was an important guy because he got a chauffeur-driven chariot. Uh, and, uh, and, and Philip sort of, God said to Philip, go there. And there's something about obeying God's call, isn't it? Obeying what, what he says to us. And, um, and Philip went over to him and uh, the guy was reading um, from, a, from a, a, a Hebrew um, scripture, the book of, a book of Isaiah. And, he, and, and Philip asked him, do, do you get what he's saying? And he went, No. And that's another really good question to ask, to, the response to have. I don't really understand this. Can you show me? And I bet there's tons about the Bible and about Christianity that you don't understand. Yeah, there's tons I don't understand. There's tons Andrew even doesn't understand. But, but it's good to ask somebody who does and good to ask somebody's opinion. So if you don't understand something that I might say today or that's going on today, just ask. It's, it's a, it's a you know, great, thing, great thing to do. But um, Philip said to him, he said, um, it says, so the guy says, I don't understand this passage. So, so it says, Philip began with that very passage of scripture and he told him the good news about Jesus. 
He told him the good news about Jesus. And I can imagine what he started off with, because the guy was reading about somebody who'd, um, who was basically being, being killed. So he would have probably started with saying, well, that and the whole of this, this chapter that you're talking about, which is Isaiah chapter 53, is about Jesus. And so he would have gone on from there. And I'm looking at this going, well, what else did he say? Where did, where did he go from there? So the good, we talk about the good news about Jesus. And I, and I just want to unpack a few things about what this good news about Jesus is. Because I think it's, it's, there's lots of misconceptions of who Jesus is. Is he a good teacher? Is he a good person? Who, you know, who was he? Um, uh, questions like that. And I just want to unpack that a bit. And I want to do it from, a, from another scripture, actually, a, bit, a couple of chapters on in the book of Acts, um, which is chapter 10. And it's where Peter, um, who we heard, I think Andrew quoted from him earlier on in, from the book of Acts, um, Peter went and spoke to a guy called Cornelius, who was a, a Roman soldier, um, about uh, who'd asked to see him. Again, a very sensible thing to do. He'd asked to see Peter. God spoke to him and he said, I need to go, I need to talk to this guy about it. In fact, that's exactly how I became a Christian. I rang somebody and I said, Just tell me about this gospel. Just tell me about what it is, because I have no clue whatsoever. I remember phoning them and saying, just talk to me about it. What, what, what does it mean? Where, where do I go? You know, I didn't even know what to do. <laughs> and they said, well, just try going along to this church. But it was local to me. They looked it up, and they, they directed me to a local church. And I am just eternally grateful they did. <laughs> because, and so those aren't you know, wrong questions to ask. Anyway, let's read, this, read these few verses. And I think it should come up, Peter. Yeah. Um, and it says, when Peter met uh, Cornelius, he, he was in his house. And it says, then be, Peter began to speak. And he said, I, ne- I realize now how true it is that God does not show favoritism. But he accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news. And there it is again, that word, good news, of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under power of the devil, because God was with him. He says, we are witnesses of everything that he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen by us who we ate and we drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed a judge of the living and of the dead. And all the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And said, while, while Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard him, heard the message. And, um, you know, that's what, you know, if 
um, it's talked about you know the Holy Spirit sort of talking to him and, and, and leading him this, this way and the Holy Spirit came on these guys and, the, and the, the, the sequel to that was that they got baptized as well so it seems to be there's a bit of a pattern here people hear good news they get baptized it's a, it happened a lot in, in the Acts of the, the Apostles and I just want to I think there's, there's four things here that, um, that I want to just touch on quick, quickly hopefully quickly one is and basically the message was everyone Jesus, Jesus, Jesus right? Jesus lived Jesus died Jesus rose again and it's Jesus for everyone and, and I just want to start with the, the, the first one of those it says, it says the good news uh, is about peace through Jesus and it's available to all so although he says it had started in the, in the nation of Israel, that Jesus had, had, had been based there, he says he's Lord of all. He's Lord of all creation. And God shows no favoritism at all to people. So everyone can be included in this good news. So the good news is available to everyone. And it doesn't matter whether the first, the first guy I mentioned was probably a black African this guy, Cornelius, was a white European. But there were people as well who, who felt rejected, who felt disconnected, that, that also heard this good news and responded to it. There, there were people who, um, uh, you know, who were disappointed who, who responded to this good news. This good news is for everyone. And that includes you. That includes all of you here. Because are you, you part of everyone? Yeah? Does that sort of, you know, encompasses? So he shows no favoritism, and it is available, uh, available to all. And you remember, um, we're coming up to Christmas, aren't we? The the angels um, that appeared to the shepherds at the at the nativity um, said do, said to them, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news, good news again that will cause great joy for all the people." And the response is one of the to good news is joyful, isn't it? That, 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 that we, 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 are, we are joyful. And it's, about, and it's about peace. And I should say, peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is wholeness with, with God. Peace here is completeness. And it's, and it's peace in the trouble as much as it's peace outside of the trouble. So, so when we talk about peace, we're not talking about no trouble so I don't know anyone here who, has, who is devoid of trouble of one sort or another. But it does give you peace through, through that trouble, peace through whatever you're going through, peace through the good and the bad. It doesn't, doesn't make any difference whatsoever. And then Peter goes on and he says, Jesus lived. And, and we are witnesses of, this, of what he did. Jesus lived. And quite often we, we sort of... We skip across the fact that Jesus had a life. We, we talk about his death and his resurrection quite a lot. We do as, as Christians. I suspect in normal life, you're not saying anything about him whatsoever. <laughs> yeah? but, but we talk about his, his death and his life as if, as if that's something that happened. And he, sorry, his death and his resurrection. As something like his life was not, not, not important. His life was hugely, hugely important. Um, we, we read, didn't we, uh, for those of us who went to the Christianity Explored course, it talk, we, we talked a few weeks ago about, 
Um, Jesus demonstrated he had power and authority to teach, uh, power and authority over sickness, he healed people, power and authority over nature, he had power and authority over death even. And those are, those are, that's part of his life, that's what he did. And his life, and, and, he, and finally he had the power to forgive sin, the power to forgive us for all that daft, stupid stuff we do. And, um, and, and him living was him becoming king, him becoming sovereign ruler, him showing who he was. And, and it's hugely, hugely important. And I think for us, it says to us, your life is significant. Your life has value. Your life is not some sort of interlude before you go to heaven and what, or whatever you do. It's not, it's not a, a, an interruption to, to that eternal thing. We, we sang earlier on, didn't we? You know, I will praise you, praise you for, uh, sing your praises forevermore. And that is absolutely the case, yeah? But this life is not a prelude to that. It's not a sort of like a, a bit of an interruption to that. This life is part of that. And your life, what Jesus showed, I believe, is that your life has value. And remember, it was for everyone. And your life that you live has value. Your life is significant. Whether you're young or whether you're old, life is a significant thing. Yeah? Life is, you know, is, what, is what Jesus came to bring us. And he, became, he came to bring it to us, um, to us now. Like Jesus, we can make a difference. Your life can make a difference. I don't, I don't care what you're thinking at the minute. Your life can make a difference. And, and if you're feeling, you know, I'm, I'm insignificant, I just want to say to you, you are not. That, that, is a, that is a lie of the devil. God created you, yeah? Created you to be who you are. And you have a significant role to play in this world. It might be in work, yeah? I'm not talking spiritually here. I'm talking we are could contribute to the sum total of what goes on in this world. And we are to contribute to it in positive, effective, faith-filled, hope-filled ways. And uh, Jesus, uh, Paul said, you know, faith and hope and love remain. And, you know, those, those activities, you know, do, um, motivated by, by faith, those, those activities motivated by love, those, mo- those activities motivated by hope, those are what, those are what matter. So you're, you know, we talk about, I mean, Black Lives Matter is a big slogan at the minute. Yeah, I, I, was, I don't disagree with that. I just think all lives matter. Yeah, because is, 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 you, are, you are significant as well. And, um, and I just want to say, you know, join this family business that Jesus is on. This, this business that Jesus is about, which is about setting people free. Um, he said, he said, the, he said about. Um, I think it's up. I think there's a quote from Luke four up there, Peter. Um, it says, this, "Just what you said. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And our lives are important because we want to be able to do that. We want to be able to set people free." We want to be free ourselves, don't we? You know, my chains fell off. My heart was free. Those are fantastic, fantastic words. 
the, the third thing is that Jesus died. And, and Peter puts it pre- pretty bluntly. It says, they, that's presumably referring to the Jews or somebody, you know, they killed him by hanging him on a cross. And, and that, that's, that's what he says. And, and yet that, that death, is, just as his life is significant, that death is incredibly significant as well. And if we go back to the book of Isaiah that the, the, the Ethiopian um, was reading, and there's a quote from Isaiah 53 which puts it in context, and I'll read it to you. It says, I think it's up there as well. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And as I said, that whole chapter is about, is about Jesus. And as a new Christian, I read that, and I went, wow. I quite often went, wow, when I read stuff, because you know, I thought, this is, this is amazing. I, I should say, I didn't become a Christian until I was about 22, 23. But... I just started reading this stuff and going, wow. And I remember writing in my, in my Bible, as I, as I did then, because um, I could read it, or as I can't read it now, so I don't write in it. Um, but <laughs> the text is too small. <laughs> um, but I wrote, because I thought, if this is amazing. If this is true, then that is true. And I made the connection between that Old Testament and the New Testament. And it blew my mind that somebody should write this 500 years before Jesus was born about Jesus and about what I was then reading in the, in the New Testament, in, in the Gospels, in John's Gospel or in Luke or in Mark uh, or Matthew. And I went, I was just, it blew me away, these verses. So I went, that describes exactly what he's done and that's what he's done for me. And I am just so, so grateful. <coughs> that he took my transgressions, he took my, my iniquity. And, um, and if you think you've got no, no sin, I defy anyone here to say they are without, you know, without fault. Um, Bill Hybels uses an example of, of, if you had, I like these ladders, can I borrow the ladders a minute? Yeah, I won't take them down. But, um, so if I go to these ladders, and you imagine that God is up here, yeah, at the top. And you've got things like um, serial killers down here and, and mass murderers and all people like that. And you've got probably people like, who can you imagine, Mother Teresa somewhere like here and um, Billy Graham somewhere like here and I'm somewhere here. Yeah, where would you like to put yourself in this, in this particular ladder? Well, you're going to be at the top? You're at the top? Yeah? Or do you put yourself a bit lower down? You can, I won't tell you all to come up, but you get, you get the point. You, we probably put ourselves somewhere, you know, somewhere down here because um, we're quite humble people. Other people who aren't humble might put themselves up here. But, but either way, there is a gap. Whoever we are, there is a gap to... to for us to engage with God and that creates a huge chasm for us to, to cross and, and I would say to you what's your plan for getting from here to there what's your plan for getting from, 
from wherever you are on this scale to there. What's your plan? Yeah? My plan is that I'm going to trust in Jesus to impute his righteousness to me. That's give me his righteousness so that I can be face to face with God. Because you know what? I can't climb up this ladder. I can't, I can't get it. All my self-effort will not get me even close. You know, you'd look at, say, some Mother Teresa, for example, who's a, who's a fantastic woman. She said her good works aren't the way there. She, she was bridging that gap through trusting in Jesus. Through trusting in Jesus and trusting in his death on the cross that it did um, everything here. You know, that it, that it spoke about in, in the, that, that book. And although it was finished at the cross, it wasn't over. Yeah, most of us die, don't we? You know that statement, um, they killed him, you know, Jesus dies. Quite a few of us do that. Um, I don't think as many of us do this one, but that God raised him from the dead, he says. But God raised him from the dead on the Thursday and caused him to be seen. There were people who saw that, who, who saw him alive. You know, these are not, this isn't an abstract thing. There were people... There, Often we ask for witnesses, don't we, in a court of law. And, um, and those witnesses saw him. And they ate and drank with him. And I just want to emphasize that that resurrection was a physical resurrection. Yeah? It was a physical thing that happened. Jesus was recognizable most of the time. Jesus ate and drank with these people. We have witnesses that he ate and drank. Jesus is alive. And if Jesus is alive, that makes a huge, huge difference to my, to my perspective, and what what I you know what I do and what I look for, and um, and it also gives me hope, doesn't it? The, the crucial thing I think around this world I find is is lack of hope. You know, lack of hope in the future. I haven't you know uh, what the, you know the future is uncertain. The future has no hope. Everything, everything is about economics. It's about having hope for the future, isn't it? And will, I, will we have enough money as a nation? Will we have enough money? Will I have enough money as a family? You know, the hope. I have a, I have a hope that is steadfast and certain. Um, and a hope and a future. And without those, I think it makes life slightly pointless, actually. And we need that hope and that future. And what the resurrection of Jesus says, he says there is hope. And he says there is hope of a, of a bodily resurrection for us. There is hope of a new creation. It's not about us floating around in the air and going to heaven necessarily. Although they are separated earth and heaven at the minute. But it's about earth and heaven coming together. And that whole creation, you know, that new creation. It's coming full circle. The Bible is a circular story. Starts in Genesis, finishes in Revelation. And what God did in, in, Genesis, in the start of Genesis, he's bringing about, and you see it come to fruition at the end of Revelation. I won't go into that now. I'll leave that to R to explain all the, 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 the biblical history. But, but there, is a, there, is a, there is a day. There is a day coming. And we have hope for that future. I have hope for that future. And I just say to you, you know, do you have hope for that future? And that future... Um, uh, you know, physical, physical 
future as well. Not just a, it's not just a spiritual thing. There is life after life. Yeah? And I just want to finish, really, with um, we're saying that's great. I, it's not just good news to me. That's great news. That's great, great news that I have um, faith for now. I have hope for the future. I have peace with God. I, I don't have to keep climbing this ladder to, to reach him. I have peace with him um, uh, you know, through what Jesus did on the cross and what Jesus showed through his resurrection. And um, I just want to give you a, a challenge, really. And it's, it's the one um, uh, that Nick took earlier, earlier on, actually. If you, uh, there's a scripture from Mark, I think, there, um, Peter. Mark 1. And, and Jesus, this is what Jesus said about good news. He said... Um, John was put in prison. Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near, i.e., he's in the neighborhood. And he said, repent and believe the good news. And I just think whether we're Christians or, or you, know, you don't call yourself Christian or whatever you are, there is a repentance, there's a turning around. There's what Nick you know, confessed to. Yeah? Do I... Um, I was trying to see it, but I can't. Um, yeah, do, do you reject the devil and all rebellion against God? Do you turn from all sins? Do you ask Jesus Christ to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all guilt? Do you put your trust in Christ alone for happiness, happiness and eternal life? Do you seek to walk in the power of the Spirit every day? That's what repentance means. That's what turning around means. It says, it says I'm going to go that way. And the result is peace and joy and and actually the things that, that I seek that hope you know I think you seek as well is those things that make life meaningful those things that make life worth worthwhile and I just want to challenge you today and ask that question what's your plan to climb the rest of that ladder is it self effort or is it through the blood of Jesus and coming to him requires we bow down a bit it requires we humble ourselves a bit doesn't it it requires we, we say, you know, I haven't got all the answers. I, I want to, you know, I want you to find the answers for me, Lord, you know, Jesus. So I just want to leave, leave you with that challenge today and say, and, and that question, what's your plan? What's your plan? And we're going to offer, um, I think the band come up, yeah? Um, we're gonna, is that all right? Surprised you then, didn't I? You know, we're going to offer to pray with people, but I just want you where you are to say, actually, Jesus, I'm going to do what Nick did. Not, not the wet bit, not the stuff in here just at this minute, but what he said, yeah? When he said, and he was quite sort of um, definite, weren't you, in saying, I want to do those, those things, yeah? When Andrew asked him, he didn't just say, I do, he said, I really do. So I'll just read those out again says do you reject the devil and rebellion against God and we all rebel against God we all resist wanting to be um, what our creator wants us to be do you turn from all sins and sin sorry sin sins are slightly different sins are the bad things you do and you do want to turn from those sin is what Jesus deals with yeah that disease in us that that prevents us from approaching approaching the father
He says, do you ask Jesus Christ to forgive your sins? And at the end of that, um, that passage that I read earlier on, it says, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. That's a fantastic, fantastic promise. So we can have our, you know, we can look to him for our sins forgiven. And we trust him for our eternal life. We trust him for that eternal relationship with God. And we, we want him to come and, come and live with us and in us, don't we?